why do we love reading about crime so much? I mean, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, I mean, mysteries, thrillers, just crime, we devour stories about all of it, I think because it fascinates us. And if we're talking about true crime, then, well, we can kind of say it all started with the book In Cold Blood by Truman Capote, an absolute classic. But there are plenty of others that have taught us about the minds of criminals. And that's what these books actually do. They teach us about the inner psyche, the inner workings of the minds of criminals. And to join us now to talk more about this is Scotty Hendricks, a contributing writer for Big Think, who has been thinking about this, actually. Scotty, thanks for being here. Uh, Thank you for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Do you think there are certain books that have been more important than others when it comes to writing about the minds of criminals? Oh, I certainly think so. Uh, How can I put it? With literature, some things uh, you can simply tell by their influence, uh, which ones are going to end up more important than others. Uh, There are some great ones that no one's ever heard of, but uh, there's a reason that we talk about In Cold Blood even now. In Cold Blood was just seminal, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. What other ones would you point out? So I would also say uh, Crime and Punishment um, from Russia is one that is still talked about for extremely good reason. The psychological death that um, Dostoevsky goes into with his characters and the range of human emotion that he explores with the crimes that his characters are committing is absolutely incomparable. Right. I do think, though, for some people, you know, Dostoevsky might be a bit of a challenge. I found that it's the right, it's all about getting the right translation for that book, isn't it? Because you can get a translation oh, that makes it way more readable. Absolutely. It is a, it is a bit of a doorstopper. It is a bit of a doorstopper. But again, look for the right translation. What other books would you right. suggest? So um, if you're looking for something more modern, I enjoyed uh, Gone Girl. Oh, that one yeah. is a that one is a fictional novel, uh, but quite a thriller. And the first person approach that it takes with the different characters really gives you an insight into well, how is someone who's doing these things actually thinking? Because uh, if you're anything like me, when you're watching a true crime show, you think, well, how could anyone ever act that way? What what are they thinking? Well, with this novel, you get a strong idea about how that's going on. And if you want something a little more modern that is nonfiction, I also enjoyed uh, Catch Me If You Can. By uh, Frank Abengale. Right. So the the one that the movie was based on. Yeah. And why do you think that one is so significant? Well, so uh, I think that was significant, one, because uh, it focuses on a different type of criminal than a lot of true crime seems to address, uh, that of a con man. It's not quite so uh, morbid as a lot of the true crime that we see, but we're actually getting the explanation of how this person is able to do these things from his own point of view. And uh, I find in a wonderful twist, some people are beginning to question uh, the exact details of this uh, autobiography. But uh, I suppose that if a con man writes a slightly incorrect uh, autobiography in a certain way, it's still very accurate. And so why then do you think, Scotty, it's, it is so significant to read about criminals in, in this way, like fiction, nonfiction, versus reading about them in a scientific way, like in textbooks and things? Well, so I think, um, I think there's a certain subjectivity that literature can give you that uh, nonfiction just can't address. I mean, we can go around and talk all day long about the sociology of crime, about the economics of crime, about certain tendencies that people might have. But with these novels, both the first-person aspects that people write themselves or the fictional parts, or even just Truman Capote's interviews, you're actually hearing from people what their motivations are, how they feel while they're doing it. 
why they're uh, in these situations that they find themselves in. And I think for most people who don't commit crimes, this is a certain thing that we don't understand most of the time. And we can begin to grasp these problems in a very different way than we can just from reading dry textbooks. So it shows us kind of the inner workings, you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. But what comes first, those inner workings or... You know, we don't want to think that a book would inspire somebody. I was thinking about the book like American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis. Yes, American Psycho is quite a gruesome tale. Uh, I myself, uh, after reading it, my first thought was, well, I certainly don't want to be anything anything like Patrick Bateman at all. Right. Uh, That would be my hope for the motivation uh, that that book inspires, that, you know, stands straight and narrow afterwards. But even then, I think that it, it provides this subjective view that when you're watching on the news and you say, well, what, what goes through someone's head? Well, here's a potential example. I wonder that about any story I read about crime, right? Like you read anything and you're like, what? So how do authors do this? Are authors imagining it? Are they taking a leap of imagination? Are they studying it? Uh, it, There are a number of different approaches people take. Um, Going back to Truman Capote, uh, within Cold Blood, he and Harper Lee moved to this town in Kansas uh, and interviewed very many people, including the uh, perpetrators of the murder in the novel, uh, interviewed them for some time. Uh, Others study a wider number of cases and build up a psychological profile for fictitious murderers, um, sometimes very similar to existing ones. I won't provide any spoilers for uh, the novels I've mentioned. Yeah, exactly. But it does say we have an endless fascination, right? You look at the bestseller list and mm-hmm. it is all books like thrillers, crimes, mysteries. And I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. So is there, <laughs> is there harm in this, do you think? Or are we all just, we're just curious about it? I think we're just curious about it. I think that there's a, it, it's perfectly normal to have some of these morbid curiosities, I think. And that's all this is. It's just a, a morbid curiosity for us to figure out, like, why are crimes like this committed? Why, is, why do crimes like this happen? Why, what do the people who do them think? Why is, why is this person different from me? And I think that these books provide a, a very vivid portrait of what those differences can be. Oh, they really do. Uh, Scotty, thanks for joining us this morning to talk about it. Thank you very much for having me. That is Scotty Hendricks, contributing writer for The Big Think, uh, writing about this, actually, about seminal books when it comes to the inner workings of criminals. The most important ones, just some of the ones on the list that he talked about there, In Cold Blood, Truman Capote, absolute classic. American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis, disturbing but still significant crime and punishment by Dostoevsky. And he puts down Catch Me If You Can. And you probably do remember the the movie uh, that had Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks in there. But he's talking about the original kind of semi-autobiographical book that kind of gives you insight into the minds of a, a con man, right? These are all good books, and they're definitely things that we are fascinated by. I keep a list of all the books that I read, and I was just you know, before talking to Scotty, just taking a look at it. And honestly, I probably read 60, 70% some kind of crime thriller mystery book. I'm just, just like everybody else. You love them, right? You love the latest Harlan Coben or Michael Connelly or whatever the case may be because the minds of criminals do fascinate us, right?